Welcome back, NFL fans. This is Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On NFL network podcast everywhere but we're on youtube now too so like and sub and do those things this is going to be a lot of fun because we have a ton of topics going on you're all interested in your rosters and what's going on with them we have something fun and new for you a fire or forget type segment as well as what's going on in jacksonville and a couple other stops around the league welcome to locked on nfl we'll get you going it's the locked on podcast network your team every day You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in NFL fans, as Ryan brilliantly put at the beginning of the show. We are your hosts for this Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast, and it is presented by Run Your Pool. Check them out today. Get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on at checkout. But a lot to discuss, so we're going to dive right into the biggest news. And it is from an unfortunate origin, but one of the big stories in the NFL on Wednesday was the fate of the New Orleans Saints and how they are going to handle dealing with Hurricane Ida. And for, first and foremost, and I know that Ryan shares my sentiments, want, want to just send uh, uh, my thoughts out to everyone in the area, everyone affected by the weather. You you hate seeing these type of events. They, they are just, uh, unfortunately, a part of life on the planet Earth. But you want to make sure that above all else, outside of, you know, the football ramifications and everything, we do want to take a moment and just, you know, send our thoughts, send our prayers out to the people affected by the hurricane. And, and that's first and foremost. Ryan, as I said, I'm sure you share my sentiment there. Yeah, and for all the folks I know out in Lafayette, I'm glad that you're all well. I checked in with folks and everything seems to be good. So I hope that the region can get past this. I know it's it's another kick to the gut, but I think everybody's right. going to recover. Yeah, and, and that's what's most important. But moving past that and talking about the football aspect of this, I think the big thing to talk about here is the New Orleans Saints are going to be displaced for a certain amount of time. And what we do know right now is, is that practice for the New Orleans Saints is going to be taking place at TCU in Texas. So they're going to migrate over there, use the college facilities from Texas Christian, and that will allow them to kind of do things as close to as business as usual. And then week one, they were scheduled to have a home game against the Green Bay Packers. Now that game will be taking place uh, at Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium, FIAA, I do believe is the, is the name of the stadium trying to pull there. But that game will be played in Jacksonville. And my first thought before, Ryan, you have a, a pretty cool idea that you want to lay out. My first thought is I'm just happy for the people of Jacksonville that they get to see some quality football. <laughs> nice way to put that too. Yeah. And I'm excited for them too, uh, to not have to have that interruption and to get what I think is a cool concept. And I hope honestly that something very cool comes from this tragedy, from this kind of trouble, take something from it. And that's what I'm focused on. I think it would be a great idea now that the league has an odd number of games every year for every team, mm -hmm. take one of those take two teams and put it in a neutral spot. It doesn't have to be another NFL city. It could be, you know, one of the uh, ever 
growing list of cities that wants NFL football. Mm -hmm. Let's take teams and send them out as ambassadors, grow the brand, grow the, the exposure for that team in that town that might be halfway across the country. I think that would be a cool series for the NFL to do. No, I think you're hundred percent right. And obviously we know that the NFL at its core is a business. And like you said, they want to grow the casual fan base. They want cities outside of just the cities with teams to care. And, and we see that displayed in the international series. That's literally exactly what the NFL is trying to do with the international series, have neutral site games between teams to help grow the fan base in places where it's not as heavy as it is in certain places in America. And I think you can transfer that concept not only from international games, but like you said, to neutral site games. I think of a place like uh, maybe uh, the Ohio State Buckeye Stadium in Columbus, uh, one of the neutral site games for the Bengals or the Browns could be played there. And like you said, you could use it as a testing ground for expansion. You know, the, the NFL is, you know, use different places around the country to try to use as negotiation pieces. Well, if you go to the negotiation table for a new stadium and you say, hey, well, we played a game over in, you know, uh, Austin, Texas, in San Antonio, and the fan base was incredible. The turnout was incredible. So we have a market there and we'll go. So the NFL can use this for a ton of different purposes. And I think that there's a disadvantage to having one of your home games be one of those international games. So now if you could change it to where those international games are neutral site games, then a team doesn't have to lose a home game by playing overseas. So I think there are a lot of different factors that could go into that. I love that idea. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. St. Louis, I hear you. Boise, I hear you. I know the hunger for NFL is out there and it's, it's an easy way to move around the country and, you know, I can't remember what that jingle is, but it makes a whole lot of sense. And if something cool, again, can come from these teams having to make adjustments on the fly, if they can do it on the fly, they could certainly do it in a schedule. Yeah, absolutely. I, I and, and like we're talking about, the NFL has the capability to do it. The international series has been a good test run for the idea of neutral site games. And I think there are a lot of small cities around the NFL that would love to have this. I, I know a, a place where I call home, Dayton, Ohio, a big pillar of professional football early on in the beginning of things. I know that there is a, a high appetite for professional football in the area, and there are small towns, college towns all around the country that I think would have really good turnouts. They do that in Canton. Imagine if they played an actual regular season game in Canton, Ohio. I think that would make a lot of sense. you got to make sure the facilities are up to par and everything like that. But yeah, I think generally on its face, you make a great point. Find a way to turn this negative situation, an unfortunate situation, into a positive one. But speaking of unfortunate situations, there has been a off-season long unfortunate situation brewing down in Jacksonville, Florida. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But before we get into that, do want to tell you guys about Run Your Pool. Football season is back, and let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and much, much more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for the NFL and for college football with one-week games, full season, playoffs, or just the Super Bowl. 
Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, your bar, or your restaurant. Reconnect with your friends and join nearly 2 million football fans and make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use the promo code locked on at checkout anywhere, everywhere. In the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. Game on. We are going to dive back into all of the football conversations that need to be had on this Thursday, we just had our discussion about the New Orleans Saints being affected by the hurricane and a cool idea that Ryan had that could be born out of the unfortunate situation in New Orleans. But I don't know if there are many cool ideas coming out of the unfortunate situation in Jacksonville. So Urban Meyer, again, in the news, it feels like Urban Meyer had to have been the coach of the Jacks for at least two years at this point with all the little problems that have popped up, but this newest issue is with his comments about roster cuts. And as we know, anybody who has been following closely knows that vaccination status will play a part in your status on the roster. The NFL has set up a situation with the rules and protocols for vaccinated players versus unvaccinated players where NFL teams basically have to take that vaccination status into account. Now, it's one of those things where you don't say the quiet part out loud, but Urban Meyer has done that, and he did say in some comments that basically they took vaccination status into account when making roster cuts. The NFLPA came out and said that they were going to open an investigation into these comments, which led the Jacksonville Jaguars PR staff, which they have been working overtime dealing with Urban Meyer. Those people need a raise. But Jacksonville's PR staff released a statement basically saying, no, we didn't take vaccination status into account, trying to basically bail out Urban Meyer from the comments he made. Now, one thing I do want to say is here, I don't think Urban Meyer is wrong. And I think every NFL coach is, and every NFL GM is taking vaccination status into account when making roster cuts. But it's one of those things. You guys are adults, people on earth in general, who you know, there are some things that may be true but we just shouldn't say them out loud. And Urban Meyer has done that. Ryan, what are your thoughts on just his comments and his overall handling uh, of the situation? It's a tough one. And I, I want to start by saying uh, cheers to the PR staff down there in Jacksonville. Um, I see this hamster wheel with a screaming mouse on it. And I, that's them. So I, I understand that it's a tough job, but you're right. There's There's a couple of things going on here. And if it hadn't been, for all the preamble, for the coaching hire that was was clearly not up to NFL standards, for the blatant ignoration of, of what NFL football is because you have a players association. Mm-hmm. Though all these things are, are hyping on this because you're right. It is something that is going to be in the evaluation for every player because of the aspect of availability. And the staffs are not going to stake their reputations on somebody who might not be there for them when they need them. That makes perfect sense. But you also have to take into account that this is not college football anymore, Urban. You cannot just run roughshod and make decisions that you feel 
you're entitled to because this is the professional ranks. And I think that's honestly the thing that bothers me the most about this. You're right. It's it's something that generally is not stated because you're going to get the ire up of a group of people that represent the players that actually perform your sport. They are not endowed to you. They are not scholarship to you. They are the heart of this particular league. And I think that that's the problematic part. Maybe that will change in the future. I don't know if this is going to get any smoother down in Jacksonville, though. Yeah, I I, I don't think so. And just for kind of a, a specific rundown here. So number one, Urban Meyer is hired not too long after he assembles his staff. He has an issue with a coach who had some controversy in his background, a strength and conditioning coach from the University of Iowa, borderline racism, uh, being involved, racist comments, stepping on players' fingers, uh, different types of things that led him to be ousted at Iowa. For some reason, Urban Meyer thought it was, if he's not good enough for Iowa in the college ranks, well, I'll hire him on here because I have a personal relationship with him and I trust him. Well, that lasted, what, two days before they had to let the coach go because it was just a negligible hire Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Then, for better or worse, regardless of how you feel about this, he brings on Tim Tebow to the roster. And while some people can say, you know, Tebow is a consummate pro, consummate teammate, I think that just sends the wrong message to the locker room that you're going to favor a guy who you have a personal relationship with over other guys who are, I, I would say, more credible for the role. Guys who have been in the NFL maybe in the last year, uh, maybe. You know, something like that, either way. So regardless of what you think about the Tebow situation, that could go either way, but just a a strange move, and I don't think it sends the right message. Then, just the facade of who's going to start, Trevor Lawrence or Gardner Minshew, how do you go throughout the offseason saying they're splitting first-team reps? It's a quarterback competition. And then you trade one of the guys for a sixth-round pick? I mean... What kind of message are we sending here? Trevor Lawrence needs all those reps to be ready. So I think that that's silliness. He's just trying to create a facade that doesn't actually help the team. And I think NFL players see through that kind of stuff. Then you have, he was fined during OTAs for impermissible contact. Uh, He was fined the most of any NFL coach who was fined during that time. And then now you have the PR nightmare of the vaccination comments. I mean, Urban Meyer came from a place where he was king. Small college football town. He held the rights to the scholarships. He could do whatever he want. You're scared in the media to ever go against him or write any kind of negative story about him at all because, you know, Ohio State will just cut off your access as a media member if you go against the King and Urban Meyer. That is not how it works in the NFL. NFL head coaches have a ton of power, but they aren't the end-all, be-all like they are in college sports. And I think Urban Meyer clearly... Regardless of whether this works out or does not work out for Urban Meyer, clearly he has had a hard time adjusting to the lack of power that he has in the NFL. And I think ultimately if this does not work out, it's going to be because Urban doesn't know how to deal with players who he can't just completely control at every moment in time. There's a, a delicate balance of having power and coaching hard and then also making sure that you're identifying with your players and they trust you and think that you're looking out for them. So Urban definitely struggling out of the gate. Like I said, could work out, could not work out. But either way, a tough start down in Jacksonville for Urban Meyer. Yeah, and and you avoided a tough start. I want to give you kudos. Impermissible contact. You handled that a lot better than I did initially. Um, Not exactly the term on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, it's it's been a tough start. And 
I hope that for the Jags fans and honestly for the guys inside the locker room that it smooths out because it is a two-way street in the NFL. It is not the one-way street that it is in college. And I will say this, it might be that Gardner Minshew is the happiest guy in this whole thing right now. And I would not bet against that. If you want to bet against that, there's probably a prop for it over on betonline.ag. That's where you can go put your action down on college, on NFL. I don't even think about other sports. So just concentrate on those two. Uh, betonline.ag is the number one spot to get all of your pro and college action into the game. And online, I think I'm supposed to say that as well. And online is the half million dollar mega contest. You can get into that right now in the world's largest. 200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. They're both open now at betonline.ig. Head over there, sign up with your mobile device, and you'll get a 100% welcome bonus. Use our promo code LOCKEDON and make sure you take advantage of the opening day promo. That's uh, Buccaneers versus Cowboys. Up to a $25 wager. Even if you lose, you'll get that refunded. So that is a promo code as well. That's NFL 100. Check that out. I'm really excited about the season. Remember our promo code LOCKEDON to get all that over at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And if you're shopping, you might as well start shopping for auto parts because you got to get down there to pick up your winnings, right? So as that goes, there's no better place, not a brick and mortar store, not a mom and pop. Go to rockauto.com because they make everything easy. It's all one place. You save 50 or even 100% on auto parts and you don't have to depend on who's got what in stock. They make things super easy. They've been doing it for 20 years and they're a family business. And I actually really enjoy that. And for me, mm -hmm. somebody who does do it yourself because I'm always doing something dumb to my truck. Prices are reliably low for everybody. It's not like you're a pro and then I walk in there and want a part. Everybody's even in their eyes and that pays off. So go explore on site, build a cart, get everything you need for your vehicle. And when you check out, there's a box that says, how did you hear about us? Put locked on in for us. We would appreciate that. Check them out. Amazing selection, reliably low prices and all the parts your car's ever going to need over at rockauto.com. Now I'm excited about this one. Because this is the time of the year where there's so much stuff going on yep. uh, all around the league that I, I cannot keep up with at all. So we're going to start something new. And you guys, if you like this, make sure you hit the YouTube comments, like and sub over there to Locked On NFL. And in the uh, iTunes reviews, let us know if you like it there as well. We appreciate that. I want to do a fire or forget. And that is like all the hubbub that you get headlines that maybe it really is important and it's something that should light a fire under you. Or maybe just something, you know, within the 24-hour news cycle that you just want to walk away from. So, mm -hmm. you know, it is really what it is. So let's let's go through this. Uh, a couple of topics, a little bit of tight end talk here. First, looks like Zach Ertz is, is happy as a clam, going to stay put and really want to invest back into where he's been all these years. Is this a, a fire situation that this is really a turning point for him or is this something that you can just forget about lip service? Okay, I'm glad we started here because to, to start things out with this segment that, that we are creating here, I would love to start with my natural state, which is pessimism. Okay. <laughs> Forget this. Forget <laughs> this is so dumb. The Zach Ertz saga has been one of the dumbest off-season storylines that people, all this talk about will he be traded, will he be released, Zach Ertz wants a trade, he wants to go somewhere else, is he behind Goddard, is it? All nonsense. We just ended up back, oh, I want to be an Eagle for the rest of my career. I mean, all the hubbub, all the nonsense, all the conversation about Zach Ertz, all just to come back to, I want to be an Eagle forever. I mean, absolute nonsense. We see this every year with certain all-season stories. This was one of those stories I wish that I could just forget and get back all of 
the the minutes, the seconds, any brain power whatsoever that I use to think about Zach Ertz. I want all of that back, Mr. Ertz. You owe that back to all of us. So forget a big time. Forget. I wish I could argue with you. I will say this as, as one counterpoint. I hope this lights a fire for him. For Ooh, Ertz to yeah. connect with Hertz. Ertz and Hertz. I'm going to use that all season long. Y'all better <laughs> yeah. get ready for it. Um, and nothing against Gardner. Uh, hey, the future's yours to, to behold, my friend. But Hertz to Ertz. I hope that that can be like, you know what? I'm stuck. I'm in a situation I can't get out of. I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going to light a fighter under myself. And I'm going to live up to these words I just put out in the press. Because I think that's mm-hmm. about all he can do at this point. Well, I mean, he was one of the better receiving tight ends in the NFL for the last few years prior to last year. And you know how it is in the NFL. You see an injury with a guy. He has a down year. People write him off. Then he's healthy and he produces like you thought he would and thought he that he used to. So I could see Zach Hurts bouncing back in a big way. But either way, with Jalen Hurts, you know that the tight end is the quarterback's best friend. Jalen Hurts is still a young player. He's getting used to the NFL. He could definitely use a guy like 2015 to 2019 Zach Ertz. So the uh, the Hertz to Ertz combo could be pretty deadly if they figured things out in Philly. The next topic here in our fire or forget, again, more tight end talk. We have a knee injury for Minnesota Vikings tight end Irv Smith. Now, I've seen conflicting reports on just how long Irv Smith will be out, but either way, it's going to be a significant amount of time, and it led the Vikings to making a trade with the New York Jets for tight end Chris Herndon, and Herndon has been one of those guys who people have been waiting for his breakout, thinking that he's got more than he's shown, and it just hasn't happened, and clearly the Vikings wanted him because of that potential, but the Jets had grown tired of waiting for that to happen. So my question to you, Ryan, is the Irv Smith injury and then the other side of that coin, the trade for Chris Herndon. Do you think that's fire, something that we need to pay attention to that will matter or something that that we can forget? I'm going fire with this one because I felt like Smith was on the uphill, uh, ready to ascend and make mm-hmm. more of a difference in, in an offense that honestly now is about prime for a tight end to reap the benefits of coverage over the top, uh, Jefferson in particular, obviously having mm-hmm. a good running game. I think that there's there's creases there that I think the tight ends can take advantage of. I was pretty high on him, even from a fantasy standpoint. Um, I'm not sure if I believe in the Herndon hype, but I will tell you this. I will also say that it's fire, that this is the best opportunity he's had yet. And if yeah. he doesn't take advantage of it, that's on him because I think this is going to be it. Yeah, I think he's going to have a great opportunity in Minnesota. Like you said, uh, they have play-action game because of the threat of Dalvin Cook. You have Thielen and Jefferson who can take the top off the defense. Thielen can work over the middle on those excellent routes, great hands, all of that, and that should give opportunities to Herndon. But I'm going to say it's fire as well, but I'm going to look at it from, I guess, a little bit of a different perspective, not entirely, but... My concern here is we talk about that Vikings running game and how important it is as the basis of their offense. Well, the reality here is different than a Kyle Rudolph, who Minnesota had for a while, different than Irv Smith as well. Chris Herndon is not a good blocker. He's not. So if Minnesota wants to use him out on the field, I don't see how he's a 
um, I guess, a square peg into a square hole like they had with Rudolph and they had with Irv Smith. He does not block as well as those players. And when teams know that, that can not only affect the run game, but also it's going to affect the passing game because if you see Chris Herndon, if if what I think could happen, eventually they'll have to go away from Herndon on normal running downs. If that happens, then sometimes you're tipping your hand by the personnel that you have out on the field, whether it's run or pass. So the Vikings could get themselves in a tough spot if they can't get Herndon up to speed as a blocker, which in that heavy run game uh, offense is going to be incredibly important for them. So fire for that reason. Yeah, I hope that they add a lot of motion because I think that's one thing that can counteract the sets that they're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last topic that we have here, uh, Malcolm Butler was placed on the reserve retired list by the uh, the Arizona Cardinals. This was a, a story that kind of popped up very quickly on everyone. We got word early this week that Malcolm Butler was mulling retirement because of an off-the-field personal issue. And, and number one, hope that Malcolm Butler's okay. Hope his family's okay. Hope that issue is resolved as good as possible. You don't like to see people go out or have to retire in this way. But either way... Malcolm Butler was placed on that reserve retired list. He could come back if he decides to unretire or he hasn't really officially said he is. That's just what the Cardinals had to do right now to deal with the roster situation that they're they're faced with. But outside of Malcolm Butler's situation, the Arizona Cardinals are in a tough spot at cornerback. And that's why I think whether it be fire or forget this Malcolm Butler situation is a five alarm Fire. Right now, the Cardinals have a very talented slot corner in Byron Murphy. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, they have Robert Alford, who hasn't played in almost two years because of a COVID opt-out and some injuries. Outside of that, two rookies, Marco Wilson and Tay Gowan. I mean, you're playing A.J. Brown and Julio Jones week one. You don't have a vet. They brought in Malcolm Butler to be that solid veteran that they can count on. I think that's a really bad loss for Arizona. And unless they do something with a trade, this is a five-alarm fire that that could really hurt their season. I would agree. It is a fire. It's a problem. But I will take slightly different bent on it because I think Murphy is a guy that is on the way up as well. Mm-hmm. I think that this puts a little more pressure on getting their pass rush. I think you, you have some guys that have an attitude and want to make a point up front. So let's do that. Let's attack the passer a little bit more. And I'll tell you this. I thought Wilson in particular was a guy that uh, has some temper issues in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shoe incident, I know a lot of you will remember that. There's always something like that. But I will say this too. He's got a great athletic profile. He's got tenacity. And I feel he's somebody that can step up. And maybe this is a chance for the young guns to kind of push Alford around. I, I liked him early as well. If it wasn't for the injuries, I think we might feel a little bit different about this situation. But this mm-hmm. is an opportunity for everybody in that corner room, in that secondary room, really – all the way around to adapt and really stake a claim to be the guy that this defense can lean on. And I hope that somebody emerges from it. Yeah. Well, either way, these young cornerbacks are going to get a little bit of a baptism by fire. And that is going to conclude our first ever fire or forget segment. And that is also going to conclude this Thursday edition of the locked on NFL podcast. We are getting closer and closer to actual NFL football. Next time me and Ryan are on the show, we are going to be previewing the season opening game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ladies and gentlemen, 
football has arrived. And with football here, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast on whatever platform you do stream podcasts. Check out the Locked On NFL YouTube page as well. And remember, you can always find the Locked On NFL podcast on every platform and always free. That's going to do it for me and Ryan today. Make sure you football fans all have a fantastic weekend.